0: I've definitely dated my fair share of douchebags for my
1: time. I just get tingly feeling in my balls.
0: (laughs) Ugh, I'm spiralling. Oh, my God, tell us everything.
1: Flame emojis, left, right and centre.
0: Matt loves a bit of goth.
1: And I need affection back. I'm really needy with that.
0: I know I'm jealous. I'm the most jealous person ever. A
1: relationships like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably shit.
0: Highcity.com for you. I'll be bloody single and alone with 10 cats for the rest of my life. lie, lie. On today's episode of Where's Your Head At? we will be discussing toxic relationships and love bombing.
1: Stay tuned to find out if you are the toxic one.
0: Where's Your Head At is a podcast that talks all things relationships, breakups, reality TV, trending shows and everything in between.
1: This is your new go-to destination for laughs, gossip, intimate details, advice and much more. Hello, Anna. How are you going?
0: I'm going well. We're back for episode five. I'm
1: excited to get into this one. This one's got some good stuff in there. Let's get into it.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, last week we asked everyone to say a prayer for you at bed because you were telling us that you had potentially met the one and I know I'm dying for an update so why don't you give everyone an update well
1: first off I'd like to thank everyone for keeping me in their prayers it's (laughs) (laughs) it's obviously worked because yeah we're going really well so yeah so we're still tracking along obviously after our the first magical date. We <laughs> we hung out for 48 hours and then for another week nonstop. Yeah. So, we've decided to take our foot off the gas and, like, maybe take a couple of steps back and keep hanging out. we we'll keep, like, catching up, but not as intense so quickly.
0: So, not going zero to 100, going zero to, like...
1: Eighty-five,
0: ninety. <laughs> ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. Not as
1: intense, but still intense. But yeah. it's
0: still, still very much true to Matt vibes. Yeah. True Matt form. Just going true b- Matt form. Falls to the
1: wall. <laughs> no, and I'm really I really enjoy your company, so why would I not want to hang out with it? Well,
0: exactly. If you're happy, yeah. I'm happy, we're all happy for you. It's just a collective happiness. Yeah, exactly. Tell me. Is there any red flags? Because obviously you guys have been hanging out quite a lot. Yeah. Is there anything that's kind of come up for you where you're like, mm, not really sure about that?
1: I wouldn't say that I've seen any red flags, okay. but she might have a red flag with me, I think. Oh, no. <laughs> She's assured me that it's not, but I'm like, oh, well, yeah, let's talk about it. So, she... <laughs> How do I put this? Isn't a fan of my kissing style?
0: She's not. What?
1: Which to me was absolutely... I was gobsmacked. (laughs) In my 26 years or however long I've been kissing for, I have never had a bad review. And you'd know firsthand. I
0: don't know firsthand. i never kissed you.
1: (laughs) Well, your friend would say I'm a really good kisser.
0: Okay, yeah, that's true. Matt did kiss my friend and she said he was a good kisser.
1: And... This comes off the back as well of another girl I was seeing that said I wasn't a good kisser.
0: <laughs> what's happened to you, Matt?
1: I don't know. Have I gotten lazy? Have I gotten sloppy? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, I asked, what's going on? Like, how am I a bad kisser? And she just said...
0: So, wait, did she frame it saying, hey, like, FYI, <laughs> you're a pretty bad kisser?
1: We were pretty drunk and we were making right. out and she said, no, you're doing it wrong the and truth
0: I- always comes out when you're drunk as well so that's not good
1: so yeah i was like what do you mean i'm doing it wrong and then she just explained she wants this top lip to be like this and then it's tongue here and there and i was like well, what's
0: a bit of tongue to the yeah, left yeah right. i was like
1: okay i can make it work blah blah, blah. and then we get- yeah so look i've been st- every movie that i've watched since then every rom-com when they start making out i've just been intensely watching the kissing <laughs> style because i'm like hang on what are they doing?
0: <laughs> what are they doing that I'm not getting? Yeah. So, you're saying that you've never had anyone say this to you from whenever you had your first kiss back when you were probably like 14, was it?
1: Yeah, around then. Yeah.
0: 14. And now the last two people that you've kissed have been like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah.
1: So, the other one said my lips were a bit dry. I was like, well. Matt, <laughs> I know. I better get my poor my sure Moisturizer. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Like I said, maybe I'm getting... Lazy. Maybe I just need to practice a bit more on my pillow. We'll see what I can <laughs> do. Jesus. Ma-
0: Matt's back into um, kissing training. We'll, yeah. we'll get an update on that next week and see how it's going. Matt's back in school.
1: <laughs> yes, but enough about me. Uh, let's talk about you and how you're exclusive with your lad. How's that been going?
0: <laughs> my lad. I love it. There's just so many terms for him. He's my man, my lad. Your
1: bloke. My bloke. Old mate. <laughs>
0: Old mate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm,
0: yeah. I mean, look, it's going well. As I said last episode, we're exclusive. We did have a bit of a road bump.
1: Ooh, how big was this bump? Is it a speed bump or was it just a little, like...
0: A little pile Just a little lump That you just
1: drove over And kept driving
0: It was a lump That you dro- like drove over And it gave you like A bit of a j- Like jerked you off What <laughs> was I going to
1: Jerked you off well, we don't want to I know. was thinking to say Okay I was
0: just going to say Like jerked you a
1: little bit No no but- I think to jerk you sure. off
0: <laughs> I mean look Basically what happened was We went out For some drinks We were both pretty drunk So a date night It was a date night Yeah And we were both pretty drunk and you know what it's like, as you said before, the truth comes out when you're drunk or at least that's what I thought. Yeah. Anyway, so we had been exclusive for about four days. Four days. Four days. So, okay, like so this
1: was fresh after.
0: Fresh after we recorded the last <laughs> episode. And, yeah, we were drunk. Then we decided to have a really late dinner. And at dinner, in his drunken state and my drunken state, he gave me this speech.
1: <laughs> Do you want to repeat this speech? <laughs> Just try and make it less slurry. Anyway?
0: <laughs> less, less slurry, yeah. more articulate. Yeah. And the speech went a little something like... I really like you. I feel like you really like me. Why be exclusive when we should just be official? I feel like that's where we're going anyway. So we might as well just be boyfriend and girlfriend.
1: Oh, so he asked He asked you to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't get too excited yet. Oh,
1: okay. I was about to say, let's clap. You heard it here first, everyone.
0: Yeah, no, don't clap. Yeah, and he was like.
1: Wait, did you say no?
0: No, I said well, uh, okay, initially I was a bit like, well, we've only just become exclusive, but the speech was so compelling that I was like, <laughs> you're so right. Like, you know what? Like, why even be exclusive? We should just be boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, we're both on the same page, yada, yada, yada. So you're both doing a map. Yeah, we, yeah, we were both <laughs> doing a zero to 100 map. I mean, even to the point where I had, like, I called, like, a couple of friends that night and I was like, I've got a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> But as you can imagine, like my drunkness level was quite high, as as was his.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> So you were calling all your, your friends and family telling him. I called I
0: called two friends. <laughs> anyway, the next morning we woke up very hungover, might I add. Yeah. Like very capital V-E R Y hungover. Yeah. And I turned around and looked at him and I was like Are we? And he was like, no. And I was like, (gasps) (gasps) and so basically, we decided to take it back. So we were boyfriend and girlfriend for about 12 hours. And then we were like.
1: Another one bites the dust, Anna.
0: You know what? It's my Another- shortest relationship that I've ever had. Another breakup.
1: <laughs> how, how are you finding the breakup? Do you need to go back and listen to episode two for some advice?
0: Look, I was thinking about <laughs> heading back to episode two and taking a listen. <laughs> <laughs> it needs some moving on techniques. Yeah. No, but in all seriousness, yeah, I just said to him, look, like, we don't have to be boyfriend and girlfriend. And I didn't really know how I felt about it, but then he was like, yeah, it's probably way too soon. And although I agreed with him, a part of me was like, ow. <laughs>
1: I was <laughs> so excited last <laughs> night and now i am been taking
0: And then I proceeded to get on the text with my friends and say, by the way, um, that was a 12-hour relationship and I'm back to being exclusive. <laughs>
1: All right. So, he's asked you to be his girlfriend and then taken it back. <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> well, that's what I'm asking. Is Is that toxic? Is that toxic behaviour? Look. Is that a red flag even?
0: <laughs> I don't really know if it's toxic. I think it was more of a case that sometimes when you're drunk and you really like someone, you just get a bit carried away. And I think we both got a bit carried away. We became sober human <laughs> beings and maybe decided that there was a reason why we became exclusive and that was to try and take things slow and not to rush it because yeah. I feel like rushing can sometimes be toxic. So
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Yeah, so I feel like is it toxic? I'm going to say no, but it did Sting a little.
1: <laughs> well, at least you know that he's intense there and that he has been your boyfriend, I guess. Do we say that? <laughs> is, that is that what you say? His,
0: he, he was a 12-hour boyfriend. Yeah. You know, you so, like, uh, at least I know that in those 12 hours, he was a great boyfriend. So <laughs> he, he passed the test of being a boyfriend, but you know what? Moving forward, I we won't have that chat until, you know...
1: It's the right time.
0: It's the right time. And we've both agreed that if we're going to have that chat, we will be sober.
1: Yes, that's probably a smart idea. But
0: in saying that, let's get into our toxic relationships episode. All
1: right. First of all, Anna, how does it feel to be in a toxic relationship?
0: I mean, some of the things that you might feel if you are in a toxic relationship is you might feel suffocated, you feel undervalued, underloved, just generally annoyed by your partner and the situation that you're in. You might feel they're competitive with you or you're competitive with them. And I think just generally negative about the relationship. So it's not a good feeling. And I know that we have both been in toxic relationships, (laughs) so we know firsthand how it feels and honestly, it sucks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been in a couple of relationships and I have definitely been in one that was toxic and yeah, definitely it tears away at you as a person because I feel like you have so much love and so much, like you want to give that person so much. And then there's just so much toxicity and so much just stuff that happens, like so, there's signs that you can look for that you are in a toxic relationship. And I think some of them are where there's a lack of support from your partner. You don't feel like they've got your back and they're supporting your goals. A
0: hundred percent. I think another one is there's just a lot of toxic communication. So, there's sarcasm or there's a lot of criticism and you just feel very belittled. And and I guess they just talk to you with a lack of respect in general. And
1: talk down to you. Yeah. Uh, also jealousy and competitiveness.
0: Yep. There's controlling behaviours or walking on eggshells. I think you might do things to try and make them feel good and nothing is ever really good enough.
1: Yeah. I, I learned how to walk on eggshells. I was walking on my tippy toes for a year straight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I got very good at that.
1: Yeah. Um, they ignore your needs, so they don't care about like your, uh, like your love language or what you need from that relationship, they're very selfish and they focus mostly on what they need.
0: Yeah, and I think it's interesting. Like, I think a lot of people who are in toxic relationships, they hold on to these good times and there's actually not a lot of them but they view their partner in that way like those good qualities but most of the time they're actually not great to them they're actually not a good partner they're not a good communicator they make you feel like shit and you hold on to these small memories in the hopes that they're going to change and that hope for change is something that's so toxic because that's not who that person is it's not a to reality their
1: core. it's not a reality you're living in a fairy tale world where you think that they're going to change but they're not yeah. before you know it years months have passed by and you're still in a toxic relationship <laughs> Matt
0: and I have definitely <laughs> been there we've discussed this like with our toxic relationships we were constantly hoping for change and constantly Wanting that person to be the person, the, like the twenty percent good that they were, not the eighty percent bad. <laughs> Does that mean? <laughs> Just throw
1: them under a bus there. <laughs> Tell you that, but,
0: <laughs> but you know what? Like we were also talking about this, and I think that when you have a partner and you aren't compatible and things get really toxic like you also become toxic right
1: yeah so i feel like i'm no i'm no angel right i've got my <laughs> i've got my flaws but i feel like when i was dating someone that was toxic I fought toxic with toxic behaviour because yeah. just normal thing. It wasn't going to cut it. Like I had to be toxic. I had to talk down. Like I had to be match that, or else I would have just got walked all over and would have yeah. just been treated like shit constantly. Yeah. And it doesn't it's not good. It didn't sit well with me because I don't like being that person. Yeah, It's not me. And
0: that and I think yeah, and that's an important point. Like I have had two very different relationships a really healthy relationship and a very unhealthy relationship in the past and it's just so crazy to see how your partner can bring out the absolute best in you Mm -hmm. or the absolute worst in you and that's why it's so damaging being in those toxic relationships because you actually become a really bad version of yourself. Like, I know for me, when I was in a toxic relationship, I didn't really like the person who I was. I didn't like fighting fire with fire and being in constant conflict. Like, none of us want to do that. We want to be happy.
1: Would your uh, friends and family point it out to you? Because I remember pointing it out to you. Yeah. And (laughs) then it's good to see now that you've left that, that you're back to- being Anna.
0: <laughs> Just, like, happy and yeah. more happy visibly and, yeah, like, you, you, after, like, coming out of a toxic relationship, you people look at you and they're like, oh, it, you're back to your old self. And it's such a nice compliment because you do feel like you're back to yourself. I think being in a toxic relationship, you can end up being a bit of a shell of yourself. And, I mean, I know personally seeing your toxic relationship, you became a shell of yourself
1: for sure. Yeah, you definitely... Re- yeah, I definitely did. Remember that time you saw me get out of the car? <laughs> yeah. you like, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs>
0: yeah, like you you came like a bull. You came in. Yeah, uh, do you want hard. to tell should we tell that story? I mean, yeah, like Matt uh,
1: How do you tell it without throwing anyone under the bus?
0: Yeah. I mean, I just basically saw a side of Matt that was super angry, like very in his own head. Like it was like I was looking at him and the lights weren't even on. And yes, I knew he had been pushed and yeah in, and in that relationship i i knew it was a toxic relationship but to see you act that way i was like who are you like it
1: wasn't me and that's what i mean i had to fight toxic with toxic because it was the only way to like you know i mean survive or else i would have got yeah. you like, go into eaten survive. alive
0: yeah. <laughs> you go into survival <laughs> mode <Yeah. laughs>
1: All right, so, obviously, we've both put ourselves through toxic relationships and we, <laughs> and we were saying- we said that we will stay in them because we hope that they're going to change. Yeah. But why else do we get addicted to toxic relationships?
0: I mean, look, I think we can both agree on this. The highs are super high and the lows are really low. And I think that when you're at those lows, you're addicted to chasing that high because you want it back so bad because you know how good it can be. Yeah. And that becomes a this addictive negative toxic cycle that...
1: It's almost like a drug that you're you're looking for, that release of those endorphins.
0: Yeah, 100%. And you're just constantly chasing it. And, you know, when you finally do get back to that high, it doesn't even last long enough to give you that, like, full... You know what I mean? Like, you just get filled up and then it's gone again and you're back to square one and you're fighting to get back there. So, it's definitely that toxic cycle that continues. But, I mean, another really important reason as to why people get into toxic relationships is the environment that they're brought up in. So, people who are brought up in loving environments tend to actually stay away from chaotic, abusive, and neglectful relationships most of the time, not always. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, people who are brought up in chaotic and toxic environments kind of feel safe being in that type of relationship, that anxious attachment type of bond?
1: Well, I grew up in a very loving household, like nothing out of the ordinary, but I used to see my parents argue a lot growing up. So, I think that I compartmentalised that almost with how relationships are meant to be. And then, so, when I would argue, I would be like, okay, well, like... This must be how, like, you deal with this sort of stuff. You don't just talk it out. So, I mean, going through that relationship definitely taught me that it's not how you do that because I've obviously had relationships where we didn't argue. Mm. So, I, yeah, I I think I lost myself a bit in that relationship and I started arguing and found myself falling more and more into that hole.
0: And into those cycles. Yeah, into that
1: cycle of arguing.
0: But, I mean, it's, you know what, the great thing about... Being in these types of relationships is that they produce the most growth that you can ever go through. Like in hindsight, you're like, wow, I see everything so clear. And you actually look for those red flags and future partners because you're like, there's no way I'm putting myself through that type of shit again. Like, exactly. no way.
1: I know. I um, If I ever feel anxious to rock up to my girlfriend's house again, I'm ditching that as soon <laughs> as I can. <laughs> Bye, Alicia. <laughs> I'm not going through that again.
0: Okay, so obviously with toxic behaviour, there's definitely a spectrum. I think everyone in their own right is some level of toxic, whether it be a little bit or a lot. 100%. And I think obviously, as we've mentioned, depending on who you're with, that can either really bring out that toxicity in you or it can really diminish the toxicity in you because you feel secure. Yeah. I mean, we've both spoken about how we are very needy and jealous, which is... Both... Like, they're two toxic traits.
1: Yeah. I mean, there could be worse toxic traits (laughs) out there, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Matt actually hates being called toxic on so many levels. Like, he can't even sit here and admit it, even though he's number one, the most needy guy I've ever met. And super jealous.
1: Yeah, you're right. (laughs) But, like, there's worse traits than that. Of course. So, what if I want a kiss and a cuddle here and there, (laughs) you know what I mean? live. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: okay but yeah so obviously we've both not like it's it's finding it difficult to admit it but we've both admitted to being those toxic traits but what are the other toxic traits that you can think of that might impact your relationships would you say
1: so i had to think long and hard about this (laughs) Uh, ask Called up some exes Asked them Asked, asked around They were but- all
0: like He's perfect <laughs> Don't worry about it Not toxic Definitely they said, not hey, toxic
1: can we, can we go on another date? And I was like Sorry That's done <laughs> Oh
0: my god
1: no, but In I- your dreams <laughs> I think that I find myself doing this And I wouldn't say I overly do it But I would be manipulative in a way to get something that I want from my partner. I would manipulate a situation without them- Well, that's what manipulating means. But without them knowing, (laughs) I would- So, I could get something or something could go a certain way that I want. If it's to where we eat for dinner or if it's what we were going to do that day, I will find myself- Yeah, putting things into motion that makes them think that they want to do that or do that as well.
0: (laughs) You you know what, Matt? I'm actually proud of you for saying this because I actually know (laughs) how hard it is for you to admit that. But yeah, being manipulative is definitely a toxic trait and I know that you're working on
1: it. Yeah, definitely. Now that I've flagged it and we've had this conversation, I've definitely flagged it and I will try to be less like that and more willing to (laughs) open to what they want to do and what they want to watch and all that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, I think one of my toxic traits that I also thought about was that I can be a little bit controlling. And I think that's sometimes because if I'm feeling out of control in a relationship or out of control in other ways, I try to control things to make sure... That the relationship is going the way I want it to go, which I guess is kind of manipulative as well. Like, I guess they all kind of
1: flow in, yeah,
0: flow into one another. But as you said, like, it's definitely something that I've now flagged and I'm and I have been working on for a while.
1: What would you need to control? What would you say? Go into what would be a situation?
0: I mean, like, obviously, like in my last relationship, I definitely was. With Josh, I was very, like, wanted to see his DMs or something because there was a lot of girls messaging him. And I think, like, moving forward, that's not something that I would want to do. I think it makes me feel uncomfortable now. And I think giving people their own like personal space and trust and like letting them do the right thing without making sure they're doing the right thing is something that I'm definitely learning to do and I think it's has been really important for me and for my personal growth and I'm actually really proud of myself because I've been so much better and I know that the situation with Josh was a little bit of a different situation just because of like the whole winning a love island (laughs) type of thing but I think, yeah, moving forward, like, I'm really proud of myself and the progress that I've made.
1: Well, realistically, you can't control anyone. Like, you can't control anyone, but you can control yourself. Correct. So, by controlling yourself, you can control someone else, if you know what I mean. If you give them that space and give them that trust, then Mm -hmm. I feel like then they know that they can do... You know what I mean? They're not going to go... If they want to fuck up, they'll fuck up.
0: And, I mean, that's, I guess, what it boils down to. I think... I've been hurt so much from being cheated on that maybe in doing these things I do them because I'm trying to make sure that I don't get cheated on because I'm so worried about it happening. And I think by me being overbearing in that way, it kind of just pushes people away anyway. I was like, going to say that. Yeah, as, as you said, people are going to do what they want to do and if you don't trust some the person that you're in a relationship with, like what's the point?
1: Mm-hmm. You can't spell trust without us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bambalam thank you (laughs) ma'am. Okay, so after all this toxic chat, (laughs) (laughs) can toxic relationships actually be saved? Like are they worth saving and can they be saved?
1: Uh, look, I think it's a case by case. Some may have gotten way too out of hand and way too toxic. And then I'm not telling you, but I suggest maybe leaving that because you need to put yourself first. And you need to respect yourself. And if mm. you're going to continue to try to make something work that isn't can- and can't be saved, I think you should leave. But if both partners are willing to meet the other one halfway, they're willing to put in the time and effort, they're willing to have the right chats, they're willing to see what the other one wants and they're willing to change, Mm. then I think it can be saved and you've just got to suss out your partner and be open for that change. Yeah. Do you think...
0: I really don't think that they can be saved. Really? Yeah. I think that if you're with someone who is bringing out the worst in you, I think that you should move on and find someone who you're more compatible with. And I mean... I think um, that's
1: where we're a little bit different. I like to put in the fight, and I like to see if I can fix a relationship as we're...
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not... I definitely like to put in the fight. I mean, with my last relationship with Josh, we went to counselling for like three or four months. Yeah. And it just elongated the relationship like me and Josh were always going to be toxic together and I think sometimes it's better to be able to see that straight up and be like actually maybe we're just not right for each other there's a lot of love here but that's not enough like I don't believe that love is enough for a relationship to work I think compatibility is everything yeah and I think why try and force something to work when you can meet someone who's like the perfect match for you and who's gonna bring out the best in you
1: you're never gonna meet them if you keep hanging out with someone that's bringing out the worst of you exactly right (laughs) all right so there's so much to touch on on toxic relationships obviously we've just scratched the top of the iceberg here yeah so we're gonna touch on it a lot more in upcoming episodes but what are we touching on next week
0: Okay, on next week's episode, we're going to be talking all things love languages. I can't wait for this. Me and that have had so many amazing conversations based around this. So get excited for that episode. It's going to be a really fun one. Also, guys, just a reminder that if you get a chance, give us a five-star rating. As you know, we're a small podcast and it means so much to us seeing all of your reviews. We read them all and they're really warming our hearts at the moment reading them.
1: All right. Make sure you follow us on social media at Where's Your Head At Pod where you can catch up on all our videos and see what's happening.
0: Okay, guys. Until next time, we'll see you later. See you guys.
1: Bye. Bye.